Hello, my friends. Nick Labretti here for JRCigars.com, and we have a very special interview today. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Nick Melillo, is here to give us a, a state of the union, if you will, update us on all things foundation because we finally got in some of his brand new smokes. I can't put him down, so I'm dying to talk to him about it. So please welcome Nick Melillo from Foundation Cigars. Nick, thank you so much for being here. Nick, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to speak to another Nick. I mean, when you put two Nicks together, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? It can get a little crazy. It absolutely try to can. keep it lively. We, you know, we keep it lively. We keep it lively. That's all you can do during these tragic times. All you can do, you know, that's a very old Italian thing to say. It's like, yeah. all, all you can do, you know, there's nothing you can do. If you get a chance, check out on Amazon Pizza: A Love Story. Is it a book? It's all. It's no. It's a documentary about pizza in New Haven, Connecticut. And the history of the Italians in New Haven, Connecticut, and actually the origins of pizza. Listen, I've I've had some Connecticut pizza, and I agree it's very good. But I know that there's this whole thing that New Haven versus New York versus New Jersey. Like I uh, watch this documentary, and then let's have a discussion. It's a okay. fa- I learned I learned so much, Nick, from it, and just you know I love history. I know you love history. It's a great one for history. I think uh, it's still it on Amazon. It's called Pizza, A Love Story. They had it on over the weekend, and then it, 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 I'm getting off on a tangent already. Well, oddly enough, that's how I title all my dating apps is Pizza, A Love Story. <laughs> that's actually a great line. Listen, if girls love two things, it's pizza and a guy who will buy the pizza. <laughs> that's, that's a good deal. I mean, So, Nick, let's start yes, off sir. with um, some of your uh, your new concoctions here. I'm smoking right now, and I, I didn't think that this blend can get any better because, you know, the Tabernacle was always a favorite. You know, it was, your, it was a big deal when it came out, especially coming from you being such a broadleaf connoisseur. Everyone was waiting for your first broadleaf project. Came out with the Tabernacle, knocked it out of the park, very high ratings, and now you've released this two special editions in these very unique sizes, the David and Goliath. So as I continue to smoke this, why don't you give us a little bit of background on the names, on the blend, et cetera? Yeah, sure. So it's a line extension to the Tabernacle, Tabernacle Broadleaf line. There's two Perfectos. Uh, it's a uh, 5x54 and a 5x58. You know, the Perfecto size is a size that all my grandfather smoked. It Back in the day, it used to be really the size of preference. If you go back to like the 40s and even earlier, they were all smoking the perfecto size. Um, it was just a common, common size. Over the years, it kind of got a little less common and more of a, a specialty item because it is a lot more labor intensive and also more challenging to get the blend right. But it's always been a favorite size of mine because my grandfather's always smoked Connecticut cigars that were perfectos. So I wanted to do a little special. It's a it's a regular production but limited. Um, the blend is a tweak of the tabernacle. So it's a, it's a little bit different, although it uses the same wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf and binder, which is San Andreas from Mexico. Um, but I wanted to tweak the blend a little bit based on the size and it's just really, uh, I can't stop smoking them, Nick, the David I have in the morning time with a cup of coffee, um, the Goliath, you know, I made for some of those uh, larger ring gauge smokers and I think it just packs such a ton of flavor and complexity and depth and it's kind of everything I want in a cigar 
It really does. And I don't know if people can really see this on camera, but this thing is smoking beautifully, not just in terms of construction, but the actual smoke output. Um, so you mentioned, and this is something that manufacturers say often, and I want to get a little clarification on it without giving away too many secrets. When you say, when somebody says, oh, we released like this line extension, it's a new size with a tweaked blend. Um, and the, obviously you said the wrapper and the binder are the same. Um, is the filler the same like tobacco just with different quantities in there? Or are you, are you adding another kind of tobacco to maybe smooth it and out? Like how does that work when someone says tweaked blend? So it can go either way, Nick, right? Sometimes when I say tweak blend, it's the same tobaccos. It's just, you know, depending on the ring gauge, you can, you can take things in a different way. You know, if you have one Seiko, two different Vizos, a half a Ligero, depending on the ring gauge, you need to adjust accordingly. Normally, you know, within our cigar communities in the lines, everybody's trying to blend all the sizes so they're, they have some you know, general similarities across the board. When I do some line extensions like these, I like to kind of add a little bit different flavor. So this one actually has a little bit different leaf. It's not, not huge. It's one half of leaf difference compared to the tabernacle. And then it's tweaked the regular tobaccos within the blend. So it's a combination of both. But sometimes when I do say tweaked, it will be using the same exact tobaccos, just different combinations. And then other times it's actually, you know, there's a different leaf that I, I thought worked better in the blend. So when you're doing this for something, let's, like, let's say the David, was your goal to, listen, because this is a different you know, size, it's thicker, it's different to roll. Was your goal to use the, this tweak blend to get it close to the original or was your goal to have some characteristics of the original, but also offer something unique. Like you wanted it to taste slightly That's different. That's the idea. That's the idea. Yeah. Because, you know, you're doing something special. It, it's one of these items that just because of the nature of the product and kind of where we're at with um, just broadleaf and production in general, it's not a high volume uh, product. I, I wish I, I could produce more because Lord knows we could sell a few more. Um, so in, but in that case, it's a specialty, you know, product. So you try to do a little something, something special in that case. I mean, the Perfecto in general is just to me a special, special size. That's why we did our five-year anniversary. This is sort of the year of the Perfecto for us. Mm -hmm. We did our, well, Wednesday five-year anniversary in the Perfecto also, which is a completely tweaked blend. Which I do um, want, which I do want to, uh, want to absolutely discuss in a second. Um, in terms of, but you know, I got to talk a little bit about history. We're both history buffs here. So obviously everyone out there knows the traditional story of David and Goliath. Um, but as always with you, Nick, there's a little more to the story. What is the connection of David and Goliath to the kind of tabernacle Ethiopian King kind of story that you were telling with the original? Yeah. So for people that don't know, you know, the tabernacle is the resting place of the Ark of the Covenant before it was said that Solomon's temple was built. That's where eventually the, the Ark of the Covenant went and then it mysteriously disappeared. The Ethiopians have claimed to actually possess the Ark of the Covenant and they actually trace their lineage through to Solomon and also David. So we all know the story of David and Goliath. So that's the connection is that the Ethiopians connect themselves to Solomon and then also David. Everybody, you know, kind of knows that that story of David and Goliath and, you know, sort of that upset over, um, you know, 
a, a great challenge. And I thought it was appropriate, especially living in the times we are with um, different legislative things that are coming down the pipe. I mean, we just got through September, which was a lot of people don't realize we, we came over a big hurdle with the FDA. So I, I thought it was appropriate in that sense is like, we're a small industry. We're a very unique group, the handmade cigar industry. And here we are battling the giant of regulation and government and big companies. So I, I thought it was a, an appropriate one because it tied into both, you know, the history of the tabernacle and the brand and also the story itself relating to, to modern day. And myself and my art director, who's known as Thief Operandi, aka Alex Garcia, we love, you know, Ethiopian history and art. So you can see in the band, the band just came out so much better than we could have ever hoped. Um, you know, you see sometimes the, the imagery and the branding on the computer, you don't really get the full sense of it right. until it's actually printed out. And um, I think it just really complements an amazing blend. And that's really what we're trying to do with our, our packaging and our imagery is really just, you know, complement the tobacco. Well, definitely in terms of the imagery, I mean, I think it's beautiful. First of all, I like a, a band like this, like a thicker band. The, the imagery yeah. is, is gorgeous. Definitely something you would see like in an Indiana Jones movie when he's looking through documents of like what's going on, like trying to find history of something. This is an image that. that would that would that would totally appear. Um, yeah. and, and only you can make this awesome connection of, hey, David and Goliath, it, it basically fits three molds. It, it fits the story of us against kind of the FDA, the legislation, the small industry, it fits the story of, you know, the Ethiopian kind of history that you're trying to touch on with the entire tabernacle line. And also it just fits the sizes of, of the cigars. You have the David being the smaller one and the Goliath being the larger one. So we're trying to keep it, you know, trying to you're keep like, it on the level. You're yeah. like, you're like Chris Nolan, like every, it's every <laughs> level, got every level of depth covered. There's always a little. I love the depth, you know, cause yeah. then you can take, you can take it as far as you want. Right. Like I, you can, you can, you can look into things a little bit more if you want to, or you just, you know, if you're looking just for tobacco and the branding and all that is not your thing. All right, we're coming with it. Exactly. I mean, we always come with it that way. You know, that's our first, and you know, that's where we start, of course, is with the cigar. But you know, we we like to uh, really get into the the branding and the imagery and the art side too. I mean, these days, unfortunately, it, it seems that branding and, and imagery is becoming, I think, a little more important than it should be. You know, people a lot a lot of people like in terms of, of in terms of is a lot of gimmicks is the is the oh. problem. And a lot of Which customers, all right? I mean, do your thing. I'm, I'm all about like, a, but sometimes the game, I, I'm just, I like depth. You know what I mean? I know you're that way too. I like, you know, some substance. I want something kind of behind it, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm just not a gimmick kind of guy. No, you, you like to not tell a thing. story. You like the story that you're telling on the outside to also be relevant and relatable to the blend that you're making. You're a full storyteller. You're not just like, oh, it's fun, whatever cigar, but like put it in this, you know, we're going to put it in a beach ball and we're going to, you know, say whatever. It, everything has a purpose. So even if it's very artistic and has all this, this beautiful imagery on it, 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 there's a point to that. It's not just to sell something. It's, it's part of the art. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to share, I'll share with this, with this, with you on air. Cause I haven't really shared it yet. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I think it's something you you'll really enjoy and appreciate. So I I ended up getting um, a special honor from actually the Ethiopian Crown Council. Oh and wow! They're they're pretty much knighting me with um, it's called the Star of Ethiopia. Oh my so God! Be, yeah, for my sort of love and dedication to to the uh, culture. So, when uh, is that going to be? Like, is it like a, like a big ceremony? Like, how does that I, work? Do you go there? Yeah, you should, so a year ago, on um, before all this madness happened, it was actually on the um, the uh, February 29th. So it was on the leap day. I was invited to Washington for a an event at the uh, Army Navy Club in Washington D.C., where they actually present awards to different people. Uh, this year, I think it's going to be kind of tough because of what's going on. So I'm waiting to hear, but it's really the honor of a lifetime for me. His, the gentleman that's on the, the tabernacle box, Haile Selassie's grandson, is the one that's going to be awarding me with this Wow. This great honor. Yeah. That, that must cool. have made you, that must have made you feel amazing and humbled and, and everything. Nick, I couldn't believe it, man. I looked at the computer when I got the, the letter and I was just staring at the screen for 20 minutes. It's, it's a bit overwhelming for me. You know, I, I just, I mean, happy that in the eyes of Selassie's family and the crown council that they really found favor. What, you know, my love and passion for, for the history. So yeah, it's a huge honor. It's definitely overwhelming um, in many, many aspects. Um, if I remember correctly from another time we've talked that the, the Royal family that is honoring you and that's related to the gentleman on the box is actually like in exile or something. Is that, is that correct? There's like a whole thing yeah. going on with that. Yeah. 1974, the uh, communists took over in Ethiopia and really destroyed 3,000. Before that, 1974, there's 3,000 years of kings and queens. So if you can imagine, three, literally one of the oldest reigning kingdoms on earth up until 1974. And then with the Russians back communist, they came in and really destroyed Ethiopia. Like that's why people have no idea. Like when I start talking about Ethiopia, they're like, what is what is he talking about? You know, I grew up just knowing about Ethiopia, starvation, we are the world, because after 74, there's this period in history called the Red Terror within Ethiopia. And that's really when the communists took, up, took over. And US, us as USA was very strong uh, relationship with Ethiopia before this. So uh, all the presidents were very close to the emperors uh, of Ethiopia. But I think it was a period where Vietnam had just been getting over mm -hmm. with. There was a lot going on. So it wasn't, you know, very favorable to, to really get involved. And uh, so a lot of the Ethiopian royal family was exiled in Washington, D.C. because of that relationship between D.C. And, uh, and Ethiopia. So they are in exile in, in Washington, D.C., and is it is it still run by is it still like a, a communist nation today? Man, that is a if you ever get a chance, there is a there is more things happening within Ethiopia right now. It's very complex. There is the northern region that has communist uh, ties. The, basically, the communists ruled until ninety one from seventy four to ninety one. They called themselves the Derg. Uh, 
strong communists and then this other uh, sort of socialist Marxist regime took over in 91, I think it was 91, 92, called the TPLF, the Tigrayan Liberation uh, Party. Uh, Labor it's Party. It's always a liberation like that. party or something. That's, that's always how they yeah. had themselves. And things in 2018, the, the prime minister of Ethiopia actually won the Nobel Peace Prize two years ago. Oh, wow. Because he stopped really uh, a war between the neighboring country Eritrea, which was one time part of Ethiopia. It's very, it's very complex because there's so many different cultures within the country. You know, there's different regions, dif different ethnic groups, languages. Um, and now actually I have it's pretty it's pretty rough right now because the northern region basically the prime minister delayed elections because of coronavirus back in the summer and then that just sort of caused a number of problems and uh, spe specifically the northern region pretty much outright rebelled against the central government and they've been warring for the past hundred days. Oh Jesus! Uh, so it's, yeah, so it's kind of rough, but um, you know, it's 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 sad, but it's interesting because all of humanity can be linked through to this. This is the origin of humanity, and this is why mm. it's so fascinating for me, Nick, because through my studies, every all roads lead to the the heart of Africa. So whether right. you whether you go via bones, hominid species, or homo sapien bones, they've all been found in the Rift Valley in the heart of Africa. They've traced through your DNA now. They can trace through every, every group throughout the globe. They've traced the mother's DNA back to one female in Ethiopia. Wow. And then you have religious texts. I mean, many people don't know the Bible starts, it describes the Garden of Eden, and it describes four rivers, the Tigris, Euphrates, and the Gihon and Fihon, which are in Ethiopia. So this, this whole area is just loaded with with history of where, you know, where we all come from. Nick, I you know not to say that uh, you missed your calling, but I think being an anthropologist might have also been right up your alley. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, I would love to do that, man. And it's it's cool being from Connecticut in New Haven because you have the Peabody Museum on the Yale campus here. Um, you have a lot of studies running out out to Yale. So I try to try to pop in every once in a while and see what what people are studying. I think the Indiana Jones actually character was based on a professor professor from from Yale because they film a lot of it at, in New Haven. Did he, uh, was he like an ass kicker too, or was he just, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that was, that was <laughs> added a bit. Um, I believe they base him on the guy that actually started the Peabody museum. So the Peabody museum is, it's actually going through like a, a hundred million dollar renovation right now. Oh, wow. Cause it hasn't been updated since I think like the seventies, but it's a very, uh, famous museum that holds a lot of you know dinosaurs uh hominid bones um any you know all babylonian egyptian mm. um i think the gentleman that one of them started peabody was said to discover uh machu picchu but they based or loosely based indiana jones character after him i can't imagine somebody being more responsible like 
how many applications for colleges for archaeology started after that man and then how many people were disappointed that like oh wait where's the where's the nazis like i i don't get a gun i get nothing yeah i mean it's mostly in the library man because the nazis were you know they were they were really about you know searching the planet for artifacts there was actually i was just uh telling my uh my, my friend about it there was a documentary called like the circle of evil on netflix about like you know, a lot of it was the politics of like the early Nazis, but also how the actual party started with these like occultists, like the, 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 the tool society in Germany. And they were like, like, oh, we're derived from this ancient society in the north that like the ancient Greeks talked about. And this is where our race came. It was like all this occult mysticism. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And it had nothing to do with like it was all this stuff that they kind of got, you know, myth, perverted you know, myth. And you need good stories, man, to get people, get people hooked. And they did it. Yeah. I think they traced it back to like Atlantis is that they were yeah. like the Supreme beings. Yeah. Uh, Himmler and all those guys, they were, cause that, that image is an old image. The swastika. It's like That's, a, it's like a Tibetan. It's like, you know, it's, it's an ancient, like mystical image. I think, I think from either Africa or maybe like the Mesopotamia region or maybe even the far East. It's it comes from the far East, but I think it was actually found in multiple er, uh, different cultures. Um, and a lot of these symbols were the cross. This the, actually the star of David was found, not just, it was actually found in the, in the Americas also, but yeah, I saw it when I traveled through India. The, the, the swastika is everywhere. And it's actually on a lot of the old, um, yeah, temples. Like the old and, temples, the old statues. Yeah, it represented the, it represented the universe and the movement, mm -hmm. the, actual, the actual galaxy and the four cardinal directions and the elements, right? Oh, wow. And the movement of, but he, Hitler reversed it. So he reversed the the pointing of wh which direction they were pointing, and then you know destroyed it. I tell you, if you if you are ever in a documentary mood, I would check this one out on Netflix. It was it was very fascinating to see just how how desperate Germany was. I mean, this is you know 1922, 23, post World War One, inflation was ridiculous. In in one year, bread went from costing like 165 marks to like a billion marks for a loaf of bread. And so people turn to these weird ideologies and these like, oh, well, we're, don't, we're descended from greatness. And we, this is how we, it was, yeah. it was mind boggling, but I don't want to go too far down into the, yeah, the, the, should, the, the Nazi uh, rabbit hole. Yeah, stopping, but. Well, speaking about history, because obviously you're a big history buff and you play it into a lot of your, um, actually into all of your projects. This year, you got quite a bit of ink on the new uh, Charter Oak, the Charter Oak Habano. Yeah. So. So for those of people who don't know, I, I love hearing the, the story, but what is Charter Oak? Tell us the whole, tell us the tale. Charter Oak, the imagery of Charter Oak. Charter Oak was my homage to Connecticut brands. There were so many Connecticut brands, you know, up into the late 90s, really. So I, I grew up knowing about all of these different Connecticut brands. One, one of the brands that is still around is called Topper Cigars. My grandfather smoked Topstone, which is another famous brand. You had Moneymaker, Farnham Drive, FD Graven Son. These brands, there was factories here. I actually in New Haven live very close to the FD Graven Son cigar factory, the old, oh, the wow. old building. Yeah, it's beautiful because it's from the late 1800s and it still has the name of the cigar factory 
in the stone and the date of the building. So unfortunately, a lot of these brands faded away at the end of the 90s. You know, they just sort of never kept up with the industry. A lot of their customer base were, were older clients. And a lot of them had frustration just with all the challenges we face in the industry, taxes, regulations. And a lot of the brands just sort of faded away. So when I was starting the company, I really wanted to pay homage to those brands of old. Connecticut cigar manufacturing. So Charter Oak is the image and the symbol of Hartford, Connecticut. It, it is actually, it was a real oak tree that was prized by the indigenous tribes here in Connecticut. And then when the colonists came, they uh, there was a charter that was made by one of the kings of, of England that gave Connecticut some unprecedented rights. This was before 1776. Hmm. After this particular king died, the new king said, oh, no, no, those were, they, you can't get all those rights. And he tried to take them back, at which point the story goes is that the charter was hidden in the oak tree from the British so they couldn't, you know, destroy the rights right. of the colony. Eventually that uh, charter oak was actually, it, it was said to be hundreds of years old, blew over in a, a hurricane in the 1800s. And then they made out of the wood all of the chairs in the government built in the Capitol building in Hartford. So oh, wow. I, there's actually when you go through Hartford on the way to our office, you cross the Charter Oak Bridge. So here in Connecticut, it is really, you know, just a well known symbol of you know, Connecticut, if you see on the quarter, on the back of the quarter now is the Charter Oak. So I thought it was a perfect, perfect name and imagery to create, you know, uh, to honor the history of those brands and also bring it into the present day with our, with our own Connecticut brand. So we expanded that line this year. We had the Connecticut shade and then also the, the broadly version, you know, the shade is on that lighter side, the Maduro's over on this extreme. So the Havano is right in the middle. It's got some good spice, um, nice medium bodied. You know, Nick, this is, uh, we, we received the best value cigar from Cigar Aficionado, which was a great uh, award for Charter Oak. It is a phenomenal cigar and especially at a phenomenal price. Yeah, it's long filler. I mean, what you get for the value is just kind of incredible well at the end of the day what people get is a foundation cigar that's six dollars and less and i think that's also a reason that i think that's a, i don't know for your brand entirely but at least for us that's the hardest cigar to keep in stock because you're getting a full-on not a reduced version you're getting a full-on nick melillo foundation cigar as good as anything else he's been putting out for what is it 590 depending you know on, on the size and everything it's it's ridiculous yeah. it really is yeah it's amazing how uh, we're trying to keep up. We're trying to keep up with, uh, you know, my, my commitment is always to the product, Nick, as you know. Hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's really an honor to see the demand for, for these sticks. But, uh, you know, I always make sure we're quality, consistency is number one. So if they're backordered sometimes, don't get too frustrated with us. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get frustrated at you, Nick, but it's it's all in love for the product. I like um, it. I like it. So one more new thing that, that was a big deal that you released this year was the fifth anniversary of the Wawense. 
And I believe you won another award for that, for the box, if I'm not mistaken, from Half Wheel. We did. We did get a, the packaging award, which is, was cool. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously the Wednesday, give, you know, your quick, quick bullet points on Wednesday for those of you who are, you know, who are kind of new yeah. to your brand, but then also sure. the tweaked blend and everything. Well, Wednesday was our first brand that I launched back in 2015, having been living in Nicaragua since 2003. My whole inspiration with Wednesday was to pay homage, not only to Nicaraguan culture, but also tobacco. So it's, it was a hundred percent Nicaraguan blend filler binder and wrapper. And the Wednesday is a very infamous dance that happens every year in the south of Nicaragua. Wednesday means the wise man. So when you actually look at the packaging, it's actually, Nick, these are masks from my first trade show that I actually had to get signed off by the government to actually export them out of the country because Wednesday is, is actually recognized uh, by UNESCO as a cultural masterpiece of the world. So they protect the pyramids of Giza, the Wednesday, which was news for me, right? Moving, being right. in Nicaragua, I never heard of Will Wednesday. Most people haven't. And I think that was really my my aim. I thought this is such an important cultural treasure and, and so important to the Nicaraguan people in the country that I think it, it needs to be known. And so we did uh, 100% blend. So in honor of that five years ago, that launch, I developed a special four and three quarters by 60 Perfecto in a beautiful, it's like a piece of furniture, the box. I, I, mean, yeah, I saw it. It's, 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 it's the It's the Voltron box. It's probably one of the coolest boxes I've ever, you know, I'm biased, of course, but seen. It was based off, the box is based off an old uh, box from Hoya de Monterey in the early 1920s. 20 count, um, some incredible artwork by my, my art director, Thief, and the blend is tweaked. You know, we, we, I tweaked the blend. I wanted to make something special. It's got the Corojo wrapper, San Andreas binder, and there's a great filler combination. I wanted to, to take the wise man Maduro, which is his counterpart and the original will Wednesday and sort of blend them together to make one cigar. And the will Wednesday five years is that. So that's something I'm, I'm very, very excited to try. Uh, once we, uh, it's once a, we get it up here for, for photography, oh, it's I'm a stoked. flavor pocket, man. It's a I'm, flavor. I'm, it's just like, I'm stoked. Flavor. So it's, it's very impressive. And, um, and this is a compliment, don't worry, but from a, a manufacturer, a company that's you know, on the smaller side in terms of in, in this industry compared to other giants, yeah. what you were still able to accomplish during the pandemic. And you don't even really have your own factory. So you were, relying on others, but you were still able to put it together and put together four, I mean, between the, the two tabernacles, the Wednesday fifth year and the charter, uh, the charter of Cabano four major, very well-received releases. Nothing seemed rushed or nothing seemed out of place. Um, so kudos to you, Nick. I mean, just, just, I'm still, like I said, we've only had the box of these from photography for about a week and a half. And this is at least my fourth or fifth one of these. So awesome. you're just, awesome. you're just doing great work. So as of course, as we wrap up here, anything for 2021 foundation wise that we can, uh, we can kind of, you can kind of hint at a little bit that we can expect. I can hint at a little special project. I think that we're doing with uh, a company called JR cigars. <laughs> Is that, can I hint at that? You can hint at it a little bit. Yeah. 
I got a little special something coming out. I don't know how much detail you want me to give out, but I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. I, I think people just hearing that you're going to be doing something with us, like our, our customers are already, uh, already stoked. So, and, and I, I've, you know, we've been talking about the, the blend and everything and I, I am beyond excited. So I think, I think, I hope your customers, you know, we love you guys. We love your customers. I, I think it will be something in their wheelhouse. I, I, I can't imagine it's going to be anything less than perfection. Um, what do you, how about just kind of, you know, foundation at large foundation in general? I mean, you know, we're not sure if there's going to be a trade show this year or TA yeah. or any of that, but you know, any plans for, for just foundation releases for the upcoming year? You know, Nick, I think you're going to see some things coming this summer. I can't, I'm not at Liberty to say anything just, just yet, but we have some really exciting things happening that I, I think you're going to really love, uh, your customers are going to really love and, you know, unfortunately, I think trade shows and stuff are going to be tough this year. Yeah, we've been fortunate, man. Uh, you know, we appreciate all the support. We, we've been growing. We grew last year, which I thought was going to be impossible to, to do if we went back in April and uh, April and March. And we're off to a, a crazy start, man. The cigar, we we get shipments in and they're gone before we can even put them on the shelves. So my whole goal is just focusing on production. I'm going to be down in Nicaragua next month, probably for most of the year, catching up on a lot. So, um, but we'll keep you posted. Please do. That, that's awesome. Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining. A lot of exciting things, a lot of exciting things out now, including the David and Goliath uh, Tabernacle, which is available, um, should be available at jrcigars.com. And also look forward to, uh, you know, maybe something special for our 50th anniversary coming from, uh, coming from Nick. It's going to be nice. Listen, you got some of these David and Goliaths, some of the five years, your customer, they're going to go quick uh, because it's, you know, really right now, I don't think anybody really has them. Except uh, you guys, so yeah, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a few more photography ones before they go to the public. Make sure, you grab some, just so your customers know we are working on it. Because of everything happening, things have been much slower to market, and you know, production has been on the slow side. So, you know, I know a lot of people out there they want to try it. They've been having a tough time finding it, so it's, you know, it's almost like they're the uh, very elusive. So if you see them, get them. Um, and just, just be patient with us. No, of course we, we do have them in stock. It's got to make sure that they're on the website. We did just get them in, um, not too long ago. So I will make sure by the time, uh, this video goes up, we will have them on the website, but like Nick said, they're, they're not going to be there for long. So make sure you check it out, check out all the foundation products. And, uh, Nick, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line with us for a little bit, you know, just sure. for a few minutes after we're done, but thank you very much for joining. My pleasure. Thanks, Nick. Everyone out there, thank you so much for watching. Keep your eyes peeled for some amazing cigars coming to you for our 50th anniversary celebration, including maybe something coming out from Foundation this summer. So thank you for watching and take care.